The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk right here on the network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside my man, Christopher Chavez. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> and we are without Johnny Townsend, one, because uh, while we're recording outside. And, uh, <laughs> and he doesn't go outside. He doesn't go outside. He's allergic to the sun. He is. He is. It's, he's one of those types. And it's cool. I mean, good on him. You know, that, that sort of thing happens and, and all that. But, uh... But yeah, so we're sitting outside. Myself and Chris are at Ted Fest right now in Ted Lewiston, Fest. New York. It's a, uh, you know, it's a good festival. There's just people just sitting around hanging out, listening to good music. There's art vendors, all sorts of things going on. It's three stages of just musical acts all day until 4 a.m. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Celebration of life and love. Ted Fest 4. Ted Fest 4. Dude, it's a great time. Uh, met a lot of cool people, but it's just, you know, just people just hanging out. We're at Bonds, yeah, Bonds Lake. It's a beautiful location as it is and the perfect spot for just some hanging out and just vibing with people. But, Heck, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we're here to talk a little pro wrestling as we typically do every week. Yep. And uh, King of the Ring finals coming up. Yep, the finals coming up. We've got Clash of Champions, which is uh, it's a... It's a Old school type of pay per view. It's been around for a minute. Yeah, King of the Ring used to be its own pay per view. It did. It? Yes. Yeah. Um, now they made it just the ago. the event uh, that builds up to this one, right? Yeah, pretty uh, much. Um, I miss the old King of the Ring pay per views. I don't know. I just, we were just talking about this beforehand. Like, there's only a few memorable King of the Rings for me. Like, I remember Owen Hart winning or uh, and Brett winning. Brett won twice, I think. Um, Macho Man. Macho Man. Oh, I remember Macho Man winning. Or the Macho King. That's right. Uh, um, what's his name? Jeez, uh, from Harlem Heat. I can't think of his name right now. Booker? Yeah, wasn't he a King of the Ring? He did. He did his whole King Booker gimmick. And That's it, right. It, it actually helped him win a world title, but, I mean... Most of the memorable ones for me are like early two thousands and before that. A yeah. lot of the a lot of the winners like over the last maybe ten years or so, they haven't been yeah. relevant. You Tell know. me which one has been as relevant as Stone Cold's. That was the the birth of Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that was the like during that run, during that, that King of the Ring that tournament that year. Yeah, he beat the birth of Austin three sixteen. Yeah, he beat Jake the Snake Roberts and it I mean that catapulted his career before that he was just kind of uh he was kind of like a generic i mean obviously he had good heat and stuff yeah. like that but he was kind of a generic uh you know bad guy didn't have a stick but this yeah. became something yeah this became a, a thing where it was almost kind of like oh he's just kind of himself but magnified into this crazy asshole right yeah but it was this just you know shit kicking kind of guy that stomp a hole in your ass Kind of a thing. Remember that? What was that? A stomp a mud hole in your ass? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, beer swilling. And then the idea that he just literally cuts a promo that totally disrespects, uh, uh, at the time, Jake a guy the, yeah. who's at you know on his way out as a legend now, yeah. right? Because of Jake the Snake's been around for a long time. Uh, 
Yeah, dude. It's it, he he beats him and he sits there and, and calls him out. Says something about get your carcass out of my ring and he called you know goes off on him and Austin three sixteen says I just whooped your ass. Yeah. Boom. Done. And that was a wasn't a thing that happened. Like you, people didn't say that in no, wrestling at that time. No. Very real. Like, I mean, you could tell that certain things were being pushed. Certain aspects of pro wrestling were being pushed at that time. Yeah. But swearing still kind of wasn't one of those right, things. Right. Um, and this was what I think ninety six it was. Yeah. When he won, and I mean this is after the NWO. So yeah. And they were WCW was kicking Raw's ass at that time. Yep. Kicking their ass. Yep. They needed something. They they, they needed something to uh, you know to, to get them. And I think this Austin three sixteen thing. You know it. So you could literally say King of the Ring helped was a turning point. life, right? Like was a turning help. point. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Um, but yeah, dude, this has always been uh, since then. I, it's almost kind of like they're forgettable, right? Uh, even we were talking about this one. There was they had a lot of really good competitors lined up in the sixteen bracket. Yeah, and Samoa then, Joe, yeah, and Kevin then you Owens. Just started and- seeing these guys fall away, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I could cheer for so. All right, I guess I could cheer for so and so, and now you down to Chad Gable and Corbin, Baron Corbin. I don't even know what to think about Baron Corbin anymore. I don't know if it's just. He's I mean, just he's boring, really, bro. He's boring. I mean, he's really good talent. He's really yeah. good at getting heat. Like, yeah, which is you know, he's just not being used well. He does, he has not found somebody that he goes up against. Like, you know what I mean? Where where they bring out the best in him as a heel, and he brings out the best in them as a face. Even this this matchup, the matchup with him and Gable, man. Not I know they're trying to push Gable. They're tr- really trying to give him a push. Uh, gave him a haircut, you know. Now he's he's kind of this underdog status kind of thing happening. It just feels forced. It feels like Roman Reigns forced, and I'm not buying it's, it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, even if you, you really think Jason Jordan, his former tag team partner, yeah. Jason Jordan forced, you know, yeah, that, yeah. how they were trying to force that down everybody's throats. Yeah, what they should do is, you know, work with them and let him do his own thing. Stop trying to do this and that and create the underdog like underdog thing. Do let him do something. Let him let them have a say in their in their creative. Right. I don't know, man. Not no, ex- I'm not excited for this. I could care less honestly about the King of the Ring this year. Yeah. It's I mean, I think at first when the bracket was announced, I was like really really I was stoked for it. I really yeah, was. It was good I'm stuff. Not going to lie. Um, cuz like you said the bracket was big and like it was full, right? Was it 16 or 32? It might have been sixteen. Yeah, I think it's it was sixteen. But yeah. still, that's that's a good sized, you know, bracket. We've seen eights before, um, and yeah, they're just not star power loaded anymore like they used to. Mm-hmm. So you kind of knock the importance of it down. Same as like you know, it, there are a lot of other things. You know, when you're not loading up with stars, then it doesn't feel as important. Like um, mid when mid card championships champions enter into the Royal Rumble, yeah, fighting for a it's been blatantly said a major, you know, a, a heavyweight title. Um, you know, it devalues those yeah. those championships in this yes. because there's lack of star power. It it devalues the King of the Ring tournament I and agree. what it means. Uh, I mean, look at some of the, the the previous main events that that we've had. And I mean, I'm going to read off. You can kind of tell where things really, really changed. Um, but like here, the first one was in 1985, right? Don Morocco and the Iron Sheik. Like that's a okay, good yeah. tournament final. 86, Harley Race and Pedro Morales. Kick your ass, Jabroni. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Pedro Morales, though. That's good. That's a good That's yeah. a good finals. 87, Randy Savage and King Kong Bundy. Oh. 
I don't know. I'd have to watch that one. It's, it's it a little, seems it's, like a weird matchup, doesn't it? It's it a does. weird booking. It, it does seem a little weird. Because right, I think Bundy was pretty much heel at that time. Unless he... No, I'm pretty sure he was a heel at that time. Randy Savage was Macho King. He was heel. He was definitely heel going into that. Um, 88, Ted DiBiase and Randy Savage. That was oh. a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Like, a few... Might have been that the next year. Tito Santana and Rick Martel. Tito... That's kind of a good. That's a really good one. Yeah, that was that's right. an old school matchup. That's that's pretty decent. Because Rick Martel is like my favorite of all time. It's a good match, dude. Yeah, that actually really is. Oh, is he? He's your favorite of all time. He is. Nice. Yeah. Is it the perfume pump thing that got you? The model Rick Martel is like my favorite gimmick <laughs> that did not get utilized the way it should have been. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. Ninety-one. Bret Hart and Irwin R. Shyster. So I mean, okay. The gimmick goofy, but yeah, regardless, yeah. the man behind it, uh, great. 93, Bret Hart and Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, that's good. That's probably a really good one. Dude, B- Bigelow was one of those big guys that could move, could move. right? He could really Like move. a Joe, like a Samoa Joe, but he was bigger than Samoa Joe. And he wasn't just like a one or two, uh, you know, move guy. Like, he, he had some depth in him, and, and he could work. Yeah. He could really work. And then any match that Bret's in, dude, come on. I mean, look, he carried what's his name? That dude, that the the video that just came out, you know, that everybody's oh, talked about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, everybody thought this dude was the next fucking champion because of Bret Hart. So, even I mean, him and Bam Bam, I I got to go watch that one, man. I really do. That would be a good one. Ninety four, Owen Hart and Razor Ramon. Yeah, that's vintage. Owen Hart. I remember that one. I still think Owen Hart's better than Bret as a wrestler, but that's oh just yeah, me. easily, that's just me. But easily. You put him in the ring against you know Razor Ramon, dude. That's that's gold. Simple goal. 95. Uh, this one's a little weird. Mabel and Savio Vega. Ooh. That yeah. is weird, dude. They got their bracket? Yeah. Uh, no, they don't. Good Lord. 96, uh, as already discussed, Stone Cold and yeah. Jake the Snake. Get your piece of trash out of my ring. <laughs> uh, 97, Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, and Mankind. That's oh, a cool matchup. Dude, they always put good matches Considering on those Considering what two. they went through later on. Yeah. You know, like some of the matches. I almost kind of feel like maybe I want to go back and watch all these finals now. I do just, too. Just kind of watch them and then rate them, right? I think it'd be a good idea. That'd be kind of sweet, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. On the next episode, we'll talk about who won King of the Ring and then give our ratings after having gone back and watched them. I like that idea. I'll do it. I'll so there's a lot of good ones them. here, dude. Ninety-eight. Ken Shamrock and The Rock. Oh. Ken Shamrock won over The Rock. Okay. And I love Ken Shamrock. I mean, he was kind of bad, but he was, like, intense. I used yeah. to study, when I wrestled, I studied his film a lot. He was one of those dudes that, because you knew he was a shoot fighter, that there was always this this nervousness of, like, what if he snaps and he, he does something that he's not supposed to do? Well, right? did you ever see the video of him and Vader going at it? Yes. Where he's hitting him hard and Vader's yeah. like, lighten up, kid. Yeah. Lighten up. And then he just decks him. Vader just decks him. him. Yeah. Molly whops him. Uh 1999, Billy Gunn and X Pac. This kind of this was kind of like the time Billy Gunn started to branch off as a single star. Like yep. New Age Outlaws was kind of done at that yep. point. DX wasn't really a thing Not at this yet. point. Yep. Um, is I think might have became did the one Billy Gunn gimmick after this. I believe so. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. 2000, Kurt Angle and Rikishi. Oh, that's a good one. Kurt Angle went over that. 2001, Edge over Kurt Angle. 2002, Brock Lesnar and Rob Van Dam. That's what you were talking about, right? Yeah, he actually beat Test in the semifinals. It was That's a really was. good match because I'm, I'm like I kind of like Test. Like I, I don't know. Like how t- did that match look, dude? Brock and, and RVD, it was, bro. It was pretty good. Was it? It was. It was pretty cool. This is so RVD was sober. 
Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> he came in. Okay. This was smidge. They had a bit of a rivalry, too, because I think because Brock beat him, and he was the Intercontinental Champion at the time. At the next pay-per-view, Brock challenged him for the IC title, but got disqualified. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's the way it went. And then the following month after that, Brock challenged The Rock uh, uh, and won the, his first title. Uh, they went away for a couple years. And it sucks because, like, the four-year span that they went away, dude, just some great talent in there. Like, yeah. really great talent yeah. that they missed out on. 06, Booker T and Bobby Lashley. That's the Booker T. Yep. Propelled him to a world title. Oh, that's right. Bobby Lashley, man. Oh, my God. He was a top SmackDown star that's at that right. time, too. That's right. So. Um, 2008, William Regal over CM Punk. William Regal. Which, actually, it's a really good matchup. Because we all know how great dude, William he's a Regal phenom- is. Phenomenal wrestler, that dude. Yeah. So good. 2010, Sheamus and John Morrison. Who wins in a match, Owen Hart or William Regal? Oh, man. I'm the sure f- they have wrestled before, but like, when I don't you know think if they about have. how good they are, really? Because Owen was with WWF mostly, and William Regal was like free, like free agent in WCW. So, unless they wrest, I don't know if they ever wrestled mm. each other in a Super J Cup either. Interesting. Very something curious. to look into. All right, next. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2015, Bad News Barrett over oh, Neville. That's right. Bad News Barrett. And Neville. Bad News was like, people loved him, and then he they turned him babyface, and nobody gave a shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... what I'm saying. It's almost kind of like, uh, how do you get invested in it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I tough. don't know. I'll tell you how you don't, how, how you get invested in it. In it. You don't book Corbin and... and and gamble as the last, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. It just doesn't work for me. No, it's. It doesn't like you know. We talked a little bit. Just what Corbin is. He's. I don't know what they're doing with him. He's just kind of like that main event guy who's like. Who's just yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. The fans hate him. Yeah. He's got a lame, lame gimmick. Yeah. And. Because what is his gimmick now? Like, for I a just, while, he was corporate, right? Yeah. He went from being lone wolf uh, with, the, with the... Long hair. You know, long hair to the corporate, and then now he's kind of there. Yeah. They keep putting him in high profile. Like, they challenge for the title, and it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it um, sucks, dude. They're, he's one of those guys that they're just kind of using. Yeah. Just using up. Filler. But, it, but the, it, you know what I mean? It's, this the, the final should be have a guy like... Samoa Joe in it and Kevin Owens, who I think were on the opposite sides of the bracket. That would be an awesome, awesome finals match. I agree. You know, and then this one, Chad Gable, like, yeah, I I don't know. Oh, man. This weekend's also Clash of Champions. Another, you know, like I said before, a classic uh, pay-per-view in the wrestling world. Uh, this one actually has a lot of pretty decent masters. I don't know if you've been watching the past few weeks. The buildup's not been too bad. You know, uh, it's it's been pretty decent. It still has room <laughs> to improve. You of know course. what I mean? Uh, but overall, I was going to say, well, let's go through the card real quick and let me let me see what you think is going to happen here. AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander for the U.S. title. They going again? Yeah, for the title. <sighs> it's an interesting bout. Yeah. I still like it. I mean, I th- still think there's room to be, you know, there's there's a lot 
so that can happen. I feel like this is not a good time to book this yet. I think it's too early to book this because they've been having this kind of beef between these two yeah, guys. Yeah, this is going to be the blow off at a at a random pay per view, right, bro? This couldn't ha- this shouldn't have happened yet because here's the deal: you're trying to push the OC, and they're still fairly new as a, as a, a stable, right? You're really trying to keep pushing them, so you can't have him drop the title yet, right? Right. Yeah, but you're really trying to give uh, Cedric a push. Because, you know, you brought him over from 205. You're really trying to get him in the people's eyes and get him to remember him. How are you gonna? How is he going to go go down on this? You know what I mean? How is he going to lose? Yeah. It's it's a it's a no. It's, it's a tough. It's a, I don't know. It's going to be, unless it's a DQ match. And then that just kind of, you know, stokes the fire for the next one. The next one. And but, what's the next pay-per-view after this? Would it be? Uh, next one after this is supposed to be Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Kind of be a crazy, crazy match for them to have to in finish hell it up. Sell those two. Could you imagine some of the flippy shit that they could pull that off? That would the size be of nice. Cage? That would be nice. Um, they probably would. They probably wouldn't give it to them though. Um, I have to say, this is going to be a, D- a DQ match. I think so too. Because you can't give one over, put one over the other. You just can't. But they're both on on a needs kind a of bigger blow off. Because right, right, there's no special clause to this match. Right, it's nope. not a special match. Nope, it's just straight up. Yeah, there's got, there's got to be a, one more, a bigger blow off. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Here's another weird one for me: Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville for the women's tag team. Hmm. How does that? I mean, like it's it's almost like because they're heels, both teams. You've not really been pulling for them, so when they go against each other, this is the one where you just kind of go and like refill your drink. Yeah, grab heel some versus snacks. heel matches never work out uh, great unless it's going to be one that you're like, "Fuck, I can't wait to see." Taker. They have to go well, out Taker there. Heel then. Yeah. They have to go out there and wrestle, wrestle, yeah. and ma- they have to make a good match. Yeah. Like, it can't be heel on heel bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And you heard who I said was in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not to take away from them, because there's some good workers in there, but still, overall, bro, it's a match where you're just kind of like, meh, I don't care. But I think they're, I think they'll still uh, leave it with Bliss and Cross. Or, yeah. or they got a cool little team thing going, so I can see do. That. But the, uh, Mandy Rose and Deville have, have been showing solid performances, right? So maybe they give it to them. Pull the trigger. And this creates a rift between Cross and Bliss. Pushing cross more face, I could dig that. Possibly. Haven't they only been teaming up? Oh, yeah. What am I? What does that mean? They've only been teaming up for a few months now. WWE doesn't care; they'll break them up. Yeah, that's they've. Ne- Wait, the E's never done that yeah, before. That's right. Or they'll just put two guys together out of, out of nowhere and just like, no, you guys are tag team champs. <laughs> We're gonna make it interesting because uh, we have nothing else to write about. Roman Reigns and Eric <laughs> Rowan versus in a no DQ match. I just feel like I like this. Rowan takes it right. Rowan kind of has to, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. <laughs> I love doing live shows, dude. This is I really great. do. I, you're in the middle a good of, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, say that one more time. I'm sorry. Reigns and Rowan. I feel like Rowan's going like to have to take this because Rowan has Rowan's just getting a super now, heel push now. Yes, and you can't let it stop here. Right, even a, a D, no DQ match. Like He's got to bring Reigns to the brink of death. I, would, I wouldn't. Well, is it, can we say that still too so soon? Oh no, no, <laughs> not um, anymore. No, I because right didn't Ro- Rowan attacked Daniel Bryan? Kind of yep. got away from him. Yep. And Ro- Rowan needs like that singles push, and he needs to. This is a now or never thing, and I, I would love to see him get the win over uh, 
you know, over Reigns on this one. This yep. should help solidify him. I think SmackDown can use a few more heels, too. Yep, yep. I agree. Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks for the Women's Raw Championship. I take Sasha. I think Sasha, too. Just Becky keep going Lynch has cooled off now, right? She's not as exploding of a superstar. That's true. Like, yep. she's not supernova status anymore. So, what happens is... They give it to Sasha. She's on fire right now. And plus, that's you need the chase. You can't have the, the face keeping the belt for too long. That's true. <coughs> so Sasha takes that one. Yeah, I, I say so. Uh, the IC match, Nakamura and the Miz. Miz needs a rejuvenation here. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to give it to Well, I don't know, because Nakamura's been kind of just needs a rejuvenation, too. He's kind of had a flat title run, right? Yeah, he's held this for a while. So much so they needed Zayn to come in. And start talking for him. I mean, he needed a voice for him anyway. But Such a random pairing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see the Miz get on his feet, but I feel like this is, I don't know. I, I don't think a win or a loss here is going to do anything for either of them. No. Nakamura goes over on the Miz, but dirty, obviously. I could see. You know what I mean? I the, could think The that. low blow or some yeah, shit. Cause, yeah. Uh, New Day, Biggie and, and Woods versus The Revival. Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder for... The tag team, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Hmm. The New Day just got it again to make them, what, six time now? Yeah, they're six time. They don't do that five time. Right. Uh, They still hold it, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. They're they're super over, and it's hard. Like, you rarely get super over tag teams that run for this long, and you kind of just got to keep going with it. Unless there's plans for a split up or something soon. But I don't think that we've been talking about that for months. True. It would be. Though, I don't. if you follow uh, Big E on social, on Twitter, his tweets make you think little things here and there. Like, he's getting a little unhinged. Like, he's getting a little weird. Uh, And I could totally see him, them losing the titles, and he turns on Woods in the middle of that ring at the end of the match. Yeah. Like, just turns on him. That would be great booking right there. That would add some... Now is the time to do it. Yeah. With with what's-his-name as his own champion right now, now is the time to do that. Trying to... Maybe trying to mediate between those two and having his own challenges as well. Yeah, because you're still going to love E, right? And so you got to maybe he'll come back with, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it, you know, but I'm just tired of this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I carry the team kind of a thing. Uh, it could be interesting how he plays that. Uh, Gu- the triple threat match for Cruiserweight, Gulak versus Carrillo versus Dorado. Yeah, I'll probably go Gulak. Gulak still holds the championship. Yeah, I'll probably go Gulak. I'm not really following the 205, so I'm not sure what the they're story actually, they're trying to tell. Actually, 205 is going away, and all the cruiserweights are going to NXT, NXT is what I, I seen, yeah. which I think is a good spot for him, man. Yeah. Can, as long as NXT stays as creatively free as it has been, I think it's an excellent home for them. Yep, yep. Kofi Kingston and Orton for the championship. Randy Orton came out of nowhere to start challenging for this title. Is he going to take it, too, or Kingston still holds it for a little bit? I think he takes it. Uh, I feel Kingston's going to hold it because I think we need a different heel for him to chase back. You know what I mean? I think Orton so. doesn't doesn't pull it off for me. He doesn't feel like there's any kind yeah, of... He's one of those guys who doesn't need the belt anymore. Mm-mm. Or that's what, that's what Orton's thing is. He's so over, and no matter what he does, he's going to be popular yeah. uh, as a healer, baby face. So, so yeah, I think it would be cool for, cool for Koki... Cookie for cocoa puffs. Uh, yeah, Koki for <laughs> Kofi for cocoa puffs. Uh, it would be a good state. Another statement went for Kofi, considering yeah. him and Orton's you know history many many years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. 
Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for the cha- the Universal Championship. Now these are tag team championship partners, and now they're fighting for the Universal Championship. Oh, my favorite storyline that's never been done before. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, my point, right? Like, <laughs> oh god, fresh and new. So, um, I, what are you thinking, dude? Braun takes it this time, or, or Seth keep holding on to that? They're gonna try to give him a long run. Oh man, because he's a, he's a good face for the company, man. He, he really is. is, and he's a good worker. I I don't think. He, I mean, they could very easily swerve us and have Strowman win it and make things very interesting for that team. Yeah. But, uh, but man, I'd, that's a tough, because Seth just won it back at SummerSlam, yeah. right? Yeah. So, damn. I, don't, I would like to see Braun win it, but I feel like there needs to be more buildup. It's gonna yeah, it's going to be more. something. It's got. It can't. It's going to be a weird thing. I can't see Seth just completely overcoming Braun. He just Braun runs over everybody. It's going to be something weird, right? And I'm wondering if it's going to be because of the tag team match first. It has to be tag team match first. Rollins and, and Strowman versus Ziggler and Rude. So he maybe he gets hurt enough that that's how Rollins can still pull off a win because that's how to, that's how the only way to explain him taking on a guy like Strowman and winning. That's true. You know what I mean. Oh man, a little. Yeah, man. I see. There's I a see, lot of layers to this. I see Rude and Ziggler taking those titles, and and Strowman being hurt in the process. I think so too. And then, yeah, he loses the title because he's not at his full hundred percent. Uh, yeah, it'll be good, dude. I La- like that. Last one is Bailey and Charlotte Flair. Mm-mm-mm. This Bailey heel turn has been interesting. Yep. Um, and again, again, Charlotte Flair, who Charlotte Flair is, I don't know, she's like still around, but I feel like she's not in any storylines ever anymore. Like she just kind of pops, like that's how I feel. She's not like a main focus, but I think Bailey being turning heel, I think this would be a big win for her and to help push her as a heel big time because we all know the star power that Charlotte Flair has. A lot of star, star power yeah. right now. And yeah, this would be a big win for Bailey. I agree, but I decided that I think Charlotte should win. And I think she should win because Becky interferes. And because of the turn, the way she turned on Becky. So this is Becky's revenge. Yeah, we really haven't makes called her too lose, many disqualifications. Makes her on lose this the title. And it's not even a DQ. It's not even noticed, right? So Charlotte wins, gets the title, and this pushes Bailey further heel. Because right now she's still doing the whole heel like, you know, come on, guys. Like, you know, I, this is, you know, the way it is. But... This will make her like heel heel, her and Sasha just yeah. coming in and attacking the shit out of everyone every week. Oh, man. That would be nice, but I think you're right. I think they're going to give it to Bailey. She's been doing pretty well as a heel. Yeah. And she's. Uh, I've always liked Bailey, too. She's just. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Too, too many of the people that I end up liking a lot, uh, they end up just kind of being there. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They don't do Little anything bumps with and them. logs. Yeah. Like, oh, we need somebody to put over this young guy who's never going to get over with the uh, crowd. Send him the Miz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then the Miz, yeah, exactly. And then it's like, it's. have you noticed, though, there have been a lot of workers now. I have, like, I've not, they're, they're using more and more workers than they used to. Or is it just me? Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, it's weird, too, to enhance talent like the Viking Raider. Or no, they're not that anymore. The experience. Or to enhance talent like Heavy Machinery when we already know how good they are. We don't need them to squash a team that's a nobody. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's interesting, man. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. it's. 
I don't know. Flash I mean, Champions, I think what, what this is going to do is, especially with all the creative write-up uh, change-ups, uh, the fact that it's next week, at, next Wednesday, NXT debuts on USA. That's right. Yeah. All of this stuff, I think what happens in this pay-per-view is going to set the landscape for what's to come on the next three brands over the next couple months. And I would, I would like that. I think it's a good way to connect everything. We all know how important NXT's debut and stuff is... Uh, you know, going to be for the E, and as far as our competition with AEW goes, so I I would hope so. How would you like it if for Clash of Champions, a whole bunch of NXT show up to make a presence, saying we're another, we're not just the underdogs anymore, and they interfere in a lot. They of haven't matches. making those statements on like social media. Some where of those they guys. interfere and do a lot of things in matches to insert themselves into storylines that can play out over the three brands. I like that. Oh, I very much like that. Yeah, I could get in on that, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm down, dude. I'm probably going to catch it on the replay. I'm probably not going to be watching it live, but uh, Clash of Champions is always a cool a cool event, so I'll be checking it out yeah, for sure. I mean, historically speaking, it always you know, and it always has been. It's a WCW trademark. I think last year they didn't even have a Clash of Champions pay-per-view. No, they didn't. It was a, like a, it was a special event. That Something. They, they, but they have, this is their, I think, second or at least, or at least second, but maybe third um, incarnation of WWE's version of this, which, you know, it'll... It'll never amount to be up what it used to be with Flair, Steamboat, and, yeah, and that generation. Nah. But it's still cool that they honor that history with yeah, it. You know, so. For sure. So, cool, cool. Very good. You, uh, you got anything else for this special little Ted Fest, Ted episode. Fest episode on the eve of Clash of Champions? Have we ever done a list of music or favorite wrestling themes? Oh, no. It says Ted Fest, and there's a lot of music being played. Oh, man. All right, let's do this. Let's man. do a top five. Top five. Holy shit. I'm going to have to start with number one. <laughs> yeah, this is tough. <laughs> because I don't want you to steal it. <laughs> For me, it's always going to be Stone Cold's intro, bro. That broken glass and then... There was just such attitude with that guitar. And then the way he walks. Like the way he... And I just noticed that too. It could be a good song, but however the, the performer comes out, it doesn't help accentuate it. That's true. Right? Um, but when they do a little something that accentuates what that music is, it just pushes that music even higher. Yeah. So Stone Cold, bro, just the way he struts down, you know, and he, he's shooting his head back and forth like he's this weird possessed chicken, you know, like jerking <laughs> back and forth and talking a whole lot of shit as he comes down the ramp. Bro, always, always, always my favorite my favorite of all the music. That's It's simple. It's nothing crazy or whatever. No, but that's I hate it when they time. try to change it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Give me original. When they did the Disturbed version and the other fast nah, version, I'm like, oh, nah, this, is, nah. this ain't it. Just give me original, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's like Ricochet's. He had good. There was nothing wrong with it. All of a sudden, now you have to hear, like, <laughs> gunshot, like the, like the the bullet ricocheting off shit. Like, we get what, we know what ricochet means, though. <laughs> you don't have to put in the sound effects, man. Exactly. Good Lord. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, I mean, I guess I better start off at number one, too. Uh, my number one would have to be the Broods theme, Gangrel. Oh, that's a good one, dude. That's I used to love that one. one. I used to get the chills. Again, the mannerisms when coming out help make it. Um, you know, it's yes. come out through the floor. Yep. You used to do the whole blood thing with the fire. You know, Gangrel, Edge, and Christian. And, yeah. you know, Gangrel held on to the theme by himself uh, after the ta- team broke up. but. Yep. What a cool theme. Hell yeah, Like, dude. it's just to get a good beat to it. Like, I'll listen to it anywhere. I might pull it up on my, my phone later and just listen to it. Yeah. It's that good. 
No, I agree. Um, I would say now the next four for me doesn't matter in any order. I just needed to get my favorite one out there. I gotcha. Um, so I would say the next one would be um, oh, uh, Undisputed Era. I just love it. It has such an NWO kind of guitar <laughs> sound. You know what I mean? It's yeah. got that kind of they they come out with this attitude, and especially what's his name, uh, O'Reilly. Man, he play he plays into it. The way O'Reilly like plays his guitar, uh, like, and when he has a belt, he'll play the belt like it's a guitar, and he comes in all like, you know, like all cocky and shit. You know, dude, he's so good. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, undis- My, undisputed era. Undisputed era. Okay. My number two. <laughs> it looks like you got bricks of cocaine. <laughs> it's practically cocaine. It's pizza bread. That's awesome. Uh, so my number uh, two, I'm going to have Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, snap. Thank you, dude. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Oh. I, I still might be able to bust out those words. I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> but eventually, I might rap on the show. I'll get, him, I'll get you nice and drunk one day and get you on mic. Perfect. Um, so, AJ Styles. I actually like his music a lot. You know what I They don't want no. They don't want. It's just got such a, like, a, yeah, what's up, punk? Step to me. See what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It it's just got that like, gang mentality. It's a hip-hop thing. And you know yeah. he's like a, one of them southern boys, too. Oh, yeah. And it's got that. He talks about it in the song. He's talking about that redneck yeah. boy or something. It, it, it just works. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so good. That's a good one. My number three, I'm going to go. Oh, I just hit it on the tip of my tongue. Oh, uh, Christian's uh, the one, the last one he had before he left for TNA. I don't know if I remember it. They remixed it when he came back in '09. Um, close something about just close your eyes or something like that. That was his theme song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was a huge, huge Christian fan at that time. I bought the Captain Christmas shirt, and dude, and he I hated the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I loved me some Christian back then, and his theme song. <laughs> Was money, and I was so upset that he left when he left for TNA. But I was glad he got a push. You know, got to be a champion there. Nice. Um, what is this? Number four. I mean, number four. Yep. Number four would be. Um, oh man. Now I've now my brain's got to start thinking here. Like, what else did I really get into back then? Doesn't even have to be back then, dude. Oh, Velveteen Dreams got great music. Yeah. The Velveteen Dream. <laughs> it comes out, you know what I mean? So good. Oh, man. Who else would I pick, really, for my number four? I mean, I feel like everybody who's ever a real wrestling fan has to say Hulk Hogan, right? Oh, yeah. It has to be in your top five. Has to be. It has to be because that's that's it goes wrestling. With the, it just goes with that. That's everything. wrestling. Yeah. So there you go. All right. That's number four. My number four is going to be Kane's 2003 theme. Sweet. This fire burns. That was by uh, Finger Eleven, I think. Yeah. Did it. Um, man, that was my like tidbit for everybody listening who listened last week on the right, the heel turns episode. Kane was the one I mentioned that. You know, one of the better heel turns, but I could not close. I just couldn't bring myself to do it after Johnny mentioned Andre. <laughs> um, but that like theme and his demeanor was just intense. Yeah. It was a play on his original theme, and it just worked. It, it just blended so well, and it's just a great theme song to listen to. Nice, yeah. Uh, my number five would be Alistair Black. 
Uh, what is it called? Um, no Man Is Ever Truly Good or some shit like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. Oh, what a good song. That is a good song. I love that. And, and the whole, it, again, the intro, the way he comes up out of the ground, you know what I mean? Comes up, it's got like the, the fogs coming in, the candles are lit, and the music's like... Vroom. Then the drums are... Boom, boom. It's just such a cool build-up, dude. And then yeah. the guitar. The build-up is everything. The build-up is everything. He is fucking... I think that's such an awesome intro as well. I'm really stuck. I'm, like, I'm between like five people right now for my... <laughs> I have one honorable mention. That's what I have to do. All right. So my number fifth? Number five? My fifth one? Letter fifth, yeah. Letter fifth. Uh, A, B, C, D, five. Yep. Uh, <laughs> number E. It's going to be... It's gonna be CM Punk's Cult of Personality. Oh, that's just a good song, anyway, dude. Living exactly, color. and the, it came with that, and it just makes it the way the song is cut. Yeah, and the the like the static, the TV static at the beginning. Yes, and it was just you, the build up. You hear that, and then it's, you just know what's coming. Yeah. And as soon as people heard that, they just got super excited. So yeah, that's Hell yeah, that's being our number five. That's a good one, dude. My only honorable mention, I mean, there's a bunch, but I only want to mention one because this one takes ten and a half minutes, is The Undertaker. <laughs> it's literally like the same thing played four times straight yeah, because it takes him that long <laughs> to get from the gorilla to position to the middle of the ring. <laughs> Fucking four rotations <laughs> of his song, which already is like two and a half, three minutes long by itself on oh, one I rotation. Know. Oh, it's so... <laughs> takes forever. It's so amazing, dude. Like, if you can get up... <laughs> Anytime I see him on, on, I just fast forward now. If you know he's coming and you get up, take a dump and come back, have enough time yeah. to come back and you're still walking to the ring, yeah. you're okay. Yeah, easy. Uh, easy. Exactly. My honorable mention, and I kind of have a funny story about this one, is Papa Shango's theme. <laughs> All right. One time, I used to have my entire MP3 player. It was my i uh, my iPod had um, had wrestling music on it, just filled to the brim with wrestling music. And one day, while driving to uh, driving to downtown Rochester, I was living there at the time. It's on the uh, throughway, and I started playing that theme song. Right, five seconds into it, the car next to me, their front hood on their car, just <laughs> swings up. And is on their wind, like blocking their sight of vision, and they're swerving, and I'm right next to them, like, oh, like my "Oh my god!" Shit, I just I, cursed. Them. <laughs> I turned it right off, That's uh, and that amazing, person pulled dude. over. It was just too coincidental. Oh, that is amazing. So yeah, Papa Shango's team. It's a great mention. It's a great story. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, all right, man. Ten Fest, Ten Fest Four. Anything else you got to say before we head out? Then I think that's good, man. I'm uh, yeah. I'm feeling good. We'll be back next week with Johnny. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, ready to roll. Heck yeah! All right, brother, let's go home. Yep.